0: Welcome to Season 7 of the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. We want to be women who know and believe God's Word and share what God's Word is teaching us with others. This season, go tell it, we'll be focusing on that last part, sharing with others. We'll ask each guest how God has called her to share the good news of the gospel in her life. We'll hear from women in a variety of seasons, stages, and missions. We invite you to listen in and ask God how you can be sharing the good news too. This coming Thursday, we would love for you to join us as we kick off a new trimester of Teaching Collective. Teaching Collective is a safe place for women to learn how to teach the Bible and lead a Bible study. For more information or to join our Facebook group, check out com slash collective. Welcome back to the Dayton Woman of the Word podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bethany, and we are um, in the midst of season seven. Um, So season seven, as a reminder, we are um, talking with our guests about what it looks like to share the gospel in their um, season of life and what that looks like for them. So today I am here in the studio with my new friend, Kaylee. So why don't you um, tell our guests a little bit about yourself and what your current season of life looks like?
1: Awesome, yeah. I am not from Dayton, so I am from Ashland, Ohio. Not many people know about it, but um, and I are about
0: cheese barn, right?
1: Yes. Oh my goodness! (laughs) No one knows about it. And there's actually a sign that says the world's headquarters of nicest people. So, um, but I went to Malone College. Um, It's kind of a like Cedarville. Mm-hmm. And when I was there, I was um, going to school for physical therapy. And um, but I got to go on a lot of mission trips and started to fall in love with just seeing God around the world mm-hmm. and like how people see Him differently and different cultures. And I just was falling in love with traveling and mission work. And so I thought maybe God wants me to go to seminary instead of <laughs> physical therapy school. <laughs> Um, so I was really praying about that and the Lord showed me that he wanted me to continue physical therapy school, which seemed awkward. I mean, why wouldn't God want you to go to <laughs> seminary and do mission work? And so, but I, I felt like he for sure gave me confirmation on that. So I started praying about where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. Like where specifically? And cause I had applied a few places like fun places, mm-hmm. like Colorado, mm-hmm. Chicago. And, um, but I randomly applied to UD. And I, I mean, I'm not even sure why I did. I don't, I've nev- never been here. I don't know anyone here. Hmm. So, um, but he told me Dayton. Like seriously, for a month straight, it was like Dayton, 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 Dayton. And I was just like, oh, why couldn't it be Colorado? <laughs> like I, I love travel. I want to go someplace and I want to get out of Ohio. Um, but he said Dayton and I was reading in the Old Testament how they used to declare the victory before mm. they even fought the battle. So I was like, I was like all pumped up. I was like, well <laughs> you say Dayton then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell everyone I'm going to Dayton before I even had the interview. And so I canceled my other interview, my other interviews at the schools and I told everyone I was going to Dayton and so I was like, God if I don't get in, then I'm gonna go do mission work. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, Um, to the interview and got into UD and so that's how I came here in 2010 and um, did physical therapy school for three years and um, so I was a physical therapist the last couple years here in Dayton and I was doing home care, so I'd go Mm -hmm. around into people's homes, and I got to get on my knees and pray with them. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of opportunity to minister that way. So it's funny because God made me a missionary, Mm -hmm. like I with my job, and I fought Him through school. Like because right before I came to Dayton, I was in Thailand, like doing stuff I love to do, Mm -hmm. and then I come to Dayton for three years of hardcore studying. (laughs) Like why, God? (laughs) So he's really used me, and I fought him, but I was being obedient, even though I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. and he's made me a missionary here in Dayton. That's so awesome.
0: um, So why don't you tell us a little bit of how you would define the gospel in your own words?
1: I it's the greatest love story like I I mean we all love love stories and I just see like God made us for this love story and we crave it Mm. like when I am talking with my patients and um everyone just wants to be loved if you Mm -hmm. get down to the bottom of their story like they have wounds and insecurities um, based on human relationships where they weren't loved and so it opens up this door for me to just explain like yeah from the beginning we were created in this love relationship with God and we were disobedient and left that relationship and we chose ourselves rather than God and all of history God is just choosing us and Pursuing us. And it's just this great love story that people just fight and resist. Mm -hmm. But, like, when you get them down to, like, this is what you really need, it's Mm -hmm. what you crave. All of your decisions in life have been seeking after that. If you look at it, Mm -hmm. it just, people, people want to, um, they just want to know the truth. And they just, if they know that they are loved and, Um, It just really opens up door for conversation, Mm -hmm. so. That's awesome. Now, when did your love story with the gospel start? I accepted Christ when I was six years old, but I, it was in vacation Bible school, and I remember getting on my knees with my mom, and she was so excited, and, um, but really not till high school, like, it really became real. Mm -hmm. I started a prayer group at my high, I went to a public high school, and a couple of my friends and I from my youth group started like a prayer group that met before school started. And uh, I just started to like really see like, wow, this is life changing. It should be like, all my decisions should be based on how much God loves me. And I just wanted everyone at my school to know that. Like I, and so it became really real in high school, but even more in college. I just had a lot of things God was working through in my own heart and it became like, I don't know, just so transforming, I guess, in college. And I started to really see like God romancing me. You know, it wasn't just like his love, like yes, as in the cross and the tomb and being resurrected. But even after that, he continues to romance us. Yeah. You know, like I used to just go on dates. Um, I have an eight month old now, so I don't, I don't have as much time <laughs> to just go on these dates by myself with the, the Lord. Mm. But I used to just like go sit in parks and just like, just be silent so that God, I could just hear God like, speaking to me instead of me constantly, you know, telling him everything and, um, or just going to coffee shops and just, just enjoying the Lord. It's just, it's a relationship, it's a romance. And I just, I I want my friends, I I take them on these dates with me sometimes (laughs) and we both just sit in silence and just like, enjoy the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just feel like we've missed a lot of that, like the romance with God. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: I love that analogy to a relationship because I think a lot of times, you know, we sort of have this black and white picture of like, you know, I came to the Lord on this day and then this is my life after that point. And I think it's so much more um, three dimensional. And I'm one of those people that I don't have like the clearest recollection of the the decision to follow the lord like my got saved moment and like i feel like i got saved like multiple times when i was a kid i was like constantly raising my hand during <laughs> during the um invitation time at church but like you you know talked about it being a really relationship i feel like similarly that deepened as i've gotten older so like my walk with the lord i can definitely say really began actively at a certain point yes. and i think um it's interesting. So we're recording this um, Easter weekend. So mm-hmm. talking about you know the resurrection and the finality of what Christ did for us on the cross. Like His work on the cross was final, yes. but His pursuing us yes. is not ever done. Like He actively and continually pursues us. Which you know, if we just had a God who you know came to Earth was a you know doer got stuff done and he's like okay i saved everybody now like go on and live your life like awesome like that that's great because you know he gave us you know redemption through that but he doesn't just stop there like he continues to pursue us in that relational role like you described Mm -hmm. like he's like you know i don't just want to save you from what you deserve but i i I want to have that relationship with you. Yes. That's awesome. Um, how would you feel? So, you know, you shared a little bit about your heart for um, other cultures, and like obviously you have a real strong um, passion for loving others. Um, how do you feel like your understanding of the gospel has um, deepened through those different experiences that you've had?
1: Well, I. Um, Well, especially with my mission work, it um, was—I just was amazed at how people—you know, we have so much here in the United States, and when they have nothing, all they craved and desired was the gospel. Like, they would walk miles and miles to just— hear the word or to receive a bible um but even here in Dayton I am um well I was I'm staying at home for a year now with my son so that's another thing I'll get to but um it's a different season but uh when I was working on the I was working on the west side of Dayton and um I mean there is a lot of poverty here in Dayton and just seeing how people um in Hard situations just cling to the word. Like it, it really spoke to my heart. And we work in a inner city um, ministry downtown on the east side, and we work with the teenagers um, whose parents are either in jail or have been um, had an overdose. And uh, just seeing how desperate they are for meaning in their life and for something outside of The trauma they've experienced at home um, has really just opened my eyes to like the gospel is like everyone needs the gospel. They like it's for their meaning in their life. Like, and we just love trying to get these kids knowing that now instead of going through so much um, hard years. So I, I feel like I've been able to see people around the world, people on in hard places in Dayton and. It's just amazing the gospel and i live in beaver creek you know people in beaver creek need jesus too (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's just like everywhere you go it's just i mean it's just amazing how much jesus will provide opportunities in the grocery store or uh, wherever you're at that's awesome um, so you've
0: shared a little bit about, you know, what the gospel kind of looks like and sharing it um, looks like in um, past seasons, a little bit your current season. So um, how would you say sharing the gospel looks in this newer season of, you know, being a new mom?
1: Yeah, it's been hard. <laughs> it's a, harder than I thought it would be as far as, oh man, I I've always been busy, like everywhere in college like i led bible studies and i did the mission work and then uh when i was working i was just i was just working so much mm-hmm. a lot of hours and um and working at our in our church and now as a mom it's just it's a new pace mm-hmm. for sure my son is going to be nine months old in a few days and he's just had it's, it's been rough he was colicky and he had a lot of breastfeeding issues and he has been sick for like three months straight through winter. And, uh, so it's been kind of isolating. It's just kind of staying home, taking care of him. And I'm used to seeing people like, uh, every day, like 10 people and feeling like I'm doing something for the gospel, you know? And so it's just, God's been like really working on my heart as far as what is purposeful for the gospel. You know, it, and reminding me that how much I'm loved regardless of what I'm doing, uh, which it's hard. It's hard for someone who likes to be busy and and be with people all day. But it's it's meaningful. I really mm-hmm. felt convicted by the Lord to stay home for a while with my son, and um, so I, I'm wrestling with the Lord through it and um, and finding ways to you know just in small ways to minister, mm-hmm. like meeting up with other moms, or um, I started a blog. I really feel like the Lord wants me to write a book. Uh, it's called He Rejoices Over Me com, and uh, just being able to write about my experiences through motherhood, like little devotionals, um, because again, the you know the verse where God talks about He rejoices mm-hmm. over us, it's just he we can he see that and hear that love song whether we're changing diapers mm-hmm. or out praying for people or in school, whatever season we're in, like we can hear God's love song. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I'm trying to hear that in my time at home for now. But it's good. It's really good. I feel like... I've tried to get involved in a lot of different things like tried to do this Bible study mm-hmm. or uh, I tried to volunteer at a women's center and it seems like it just keeps getting like shut down uh-huh. <laughs> like for some reason like they didn't need another volunteer and my son was sick so I couldn't go to the Bible studies and so I feel like the Lord is really like kind of keeping me to himself mm-hmm. right now and um, wanting me just to kind of Release all that doing nature, Mm. and um, I it's been good, but it's it's hard. Yeah, I remember, um, I think it was the
0: first, the very first season of the podcast. Like, this is going back into the archives of my brain. Um, but I think the topics kind of talked about, um, what life looks like in seasons of like plenty, and Mm -hmm. then seasons that are more. Um, dry. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, talking through that example kind of that we see in Genesis where um, Hagar and Ishmael are um, brought to the desert, like the literal desert, not just yeah. a figurative dry spell because of everything that was going on with Abraham and Sarah. Um, but that was where God brought them into a into a period of isolation. Not that. Not to say that you know you're brought into like a new <laughs> new motherhood and it's you know a period of isolation, but functionally, yeah, you know, it feels that way. But he's drawing you to himself in this, and I think that as like a chronic doer myself, it can be very hard for me to figure out how to rest and abide well. Yeah, because I feel like I go, I'm either doing all the things or I'm a vegetable. <laughs> in entrenched in Netflix because I just need like a mental break but that's not necessarily intentional abiding Mm -hmm. so when he kind of comes alongside of us and is like I'm just gonna take some of these things that are good things and Mm -hmm. like in a different period of time like maybe those would be yes opportunities for you but for whatever reason he has you um he wants you to himself right now and you're just figuring out what that looks like for you guys
1: but yeah, in the past, God's like kind of had to make me lay down, like in Psalm twenty-three, He makes us lay down in green pastures. It was like forcefully. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was. Sometimes I, yeah, He just had to make me like I don't know. It was, but now like choosing to be home and you know having to choose each day, like okay. I have more time to pray. Like Mm -hmm. I have more time to really engage in the Lord, but you have to really be intentional, you know, turn off Facebook all day Mm -hmm. because you can just kind of do mindless things, but uh, just choosing to be intentional with the Lord because he's given me this time. Like I, I'm seeing it now as a gift um, because the Lord's transitioning us into a new season where we're feel like we're called to move downtown and um, maybe partner with um, some different organizations that are doing stuff downtown. Mm-hmm. So it really is a preparation time, yeah. and I'm really thankful. I mean, I can be there with my son, and I've been able to see all the stuff that he's doing. So it really is a gift. That's awesome. Um, so I know we've talked a
0: little bit about um, you know barriers like you know time and just you know schedules looking different but what are some other um, barriers that you might have faced as you share the gospel whether
1: you know it's in past seasons or current seasons Mm -hmm. well definitely it can be based on your job um with my job i it wasn't clear if I was able to, to pray with people, but I just decided that that's something that I need to do. And I would ask people, you know, if they said no, they weren't comfortable, I would not do that. But after every session of physical therapy, I would just ask, like, is it okay if I pray for you and for our time and for God to show us, you know, what to work on? And Maybe um, to even help encourage you throughout this time, because I would have a month or two with people, mm-hmm. and so I'd see them twice a week or three times a week, and I have a lot of time, mm-hmm. so I would give them some verses about healing, and they would just—that's kind of part of their homework with their therapy exercises, and um, and people seriously in like five years only two or three people said no even if they were a different um even a couple muslims let me pray for them because they were just like uh, i mean they were willing to see um you know what that would entail with our therapy and but i guess you just you just have to be aware of what your job or workplace is allows. Um, since I was more flexible, I made my own schedule and mm-hmm. didn't really go into the office. I can kind of do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but some, my, my husband works at the base. It's you know mm-hmm. he can't really <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> be as fl- flexible or kind of say as much. But um, but also I th- I think mainly ourselves can be the biggest barrier because <laughs> uh, you can talk yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. You can question yourself and. I, I mean, in this season of life, I can be my biggest barrier <laughs> where I'm just too stressed about what's going on with my son to even notice mm-hmm. what God is wanting me to do. And so I think we can be too distracted and just not intentional enough or just fearful and just let ourselves get in the way. Mm-hmm. So... What would you say... Um, would be some
0: encouragement. So, if, you know, we have listeners who are coming from all different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of encouragement would you have for sisters who are
1: um, struggling with sharing the gospel where they're at? Yeah. <laughs> I, I. I don't know, somehow in my job, like, I have this boldness, like, but, like, if I'm just, like, in the store or, like, it's really hard for me, like, if God's telling me to, like, say something to a complete stranger. Okay, you're like, are you sure? <laughs> yes. Can you give me a sign? It's are like, sure? I can do it all day at my job <laughs> because more like I'm in control, I guess, because, yeah. like, I'm coming to do therapy or, I don't know, it is a control thing because when you're just out and about and God's like, do this, it's, you got to give up all kinds of control. (laughs) And, um, so really, I think if you're just, you just really need time with the Lord every day, like deep time. Um, I, I think in the morning is sometimes the best time, like before you start your day. Um, because when I would spend time with the Lord and really like set aside enough time to hear his heart, before I start my day, like no matter where I'm at, I was a lot more willing to be obedient Mm. and to actually hear him if he's telling me to say something to someone. And I think if we just sleep in and just kind of, you know, just go into our day without having that getting God's heart, then it's way harder to be bold. It's way harder to even hear um, the spirit when you're just kind of doing your own thing mm-hmm. yeah um now what
0: do you feel in your um understanding of the gospel in your time with the lord what are some um scriptures that you really find um comfort in as you think about what sharing the gospel means
1: yeah so I, I mentioned the verse earlier, but it's like my favorite verse, Zephaniah 317. Um, and I like this version of it that I just kind of found. It it says, um, the Lord your God is living among you. He's a mighty Savior. He will take great delight in you. With his love, he will calm all your fears, and he will rejoice over you with joyful song. And so that's the first one that i would recommend just because first of all god is with you Mm -hmm. he whether if you're sharing the gospel or if you need the gospel the fact that god is you know burst out of that tomb like we're, we're celebrating easter this weekend and and he is with you no matter where you're at no matter what season and then i just love the fact that his love calms your fears So when you're getting ready to to say something to someone, or you've been praying for someone for a long time, and you know not really seeing breakthrough, um, it can just you can just have some fear in your heart when God says say something now, or um, and to know that His love has gone before you and it's covered this whole situation um it can just your fear can just dissolve in that knowledge of of how much he loves you and then like I was saying like his love song is constant no matter if you're having a bad day or a good day no matter if you're sharing the gospel all day or changing diapers all day like his love song is over you mm-hmm. and to to ask the lord to hear that uh, is it's Changes everything because uh, we can be so distracted and busy and lose that that hearing of God's love song. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> another verse that I love um, is in Hosea, Hosea two. Um, it's long, I'm not going to read it all, but 14 through 20. Um, how we were talking about that that desert, how the Lord can lead us into a wilderness so that He can speak tenderly to mm-hmm. us, and then. I, I love there's a paragraph that's about him being our husband you know he doesn't want us to call him master anymore he wants us to be call him husband and how he chooses this covenant um time and time again and he just wants us to say yes to him as well And so when you're when you're talking to people about the gospel, you know they they might have heard John three sixteen a million times. Mm -hmm. Or um, so I I try to bring up these verses that just talk about how the depths of God's love Mm -hmm. that He would even take you into a wilderness so that you can just hear Him, so that you can just know His love apart from anything else in your life, and. I mean, we go through that a lot in life. I'm going through that again with motherhood. Really, um, you think you know God's love, and then He takes you again into another desert. Um, so you never are finally, you've never arrived at knowing God's mm-hmm. love fully. It's a, it's a journey. Um, but when we get to share that with people, it's it's really powerful. Yeah.
0: Um, as we kind of wind down, are there any other last? Um, last things you want to share with our listeners
1: no I mean I just I just am excited uh, for Dayton to just kind of I feel like God's doing something amazing in Dayton and especially like all the women I've met with as far as like I feel like we're really getting excited about God's word and for sharing that with Dayton and I just So I just am excited for God's Word to just be proclaimed um, in every corner of Dayton, you know, on the downtown and west side, east side, north side, every every side of Dayton. Um, I feel like God wants His Word to just go and be proclaimed and for His love, His love song to just be sung, you know, to people that really need to hear it. Mm -hmm. So I just... I just can't encourage everyone enough to, to get in the Word in the morning, to, to hear God's heart, and to just share that. Like, that's my starting point with people sometimes, is just to share what God's done in my life, and that opens them up to really talk about, well, you know, what God's done in their life, and where they, you know, they just, it opens up a lot if you share your own heart first. So, you can never go wrong. People can't deny what God's done in your life. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. That's a good starting point, I would say, for people to share where God has changed your heart. And then it'll open up a lot of doors. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Kaylee. Yeah, thank you.